Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming to you from the Cat Cave in Warwick, Rhode Island, recording this intro in my bedroom, but this episode was recorded at the What Cheer Writers Club podcast studio. Uh, what a really fun episode. I did actually, I did these... I did this back-to-back with the most recent episode with the uh, What Did We Miss guys. They were uh, back-to-back, and I tell you, uh, man, I was sick, like a little sick that day. Really did not want to um, – didn't want to do it. I wanted to cancel, uh, but I, I didn't want to cancel on anyone. So I, uh, I, I forged through, ended up – I ended up, you know, ended up working out the last episode with uh, Matt and Tony from What Did We Miss came out great, and then we recorded with Carl right after. And I was on such a fucking high. Just these two episodes were so much fun to record. Um, so much good energy, as you'll hear Carl talk about in this episode. Um, when I was a guest on his podcast, Codex Prime, uh, which he's the co-host of, uh, <laughs> he, uh, I don't think I even got an introduction in. Like, me, him, and Victor sat down, and then, like, two hours went by. And we're, like, just blamming and just, just a lot of energy. And um, we had a lot of fun. So I was finally happy to get uh, Carl on here and uh, Victor. We got to get you next, but uh, it was a ton of fun. And I think Carl just brings a really good energy. There's something about him, like man, when me and him are around each other, it's just like <gasps> really excited. We like the same stuff. Carl brings a good energy. Fucking great podcast host, great podcast guest. Uh, we had so much fun. Uh, just um, you know, follow online. His personal Twitter and Instagram is MrBird1027. You can follow Codex Prime Podcast on all the things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They also have a Twitch. Facebook is Codex Prime. Twitter, Codex Prime Cast. Instagram, Codex Prime Podcast. And Twitch, Codex Prime Podcast. Should I get Twitch? You all let me know. I, I'm thinking about it. Um, so this is fun talking about like video games and some of the stuff I don't get to talk to, uh, talk about a lot. Um, so... Just so much fun. Make sure you check out the Codex Prime podcast. They also have a really cool, which is something I'd love to get onto. They have a good video component. And um, that's actually how I became aware of this podcast. There's a group that I'm now admin of at the time I was not. It was very inactive. There's this group called Rhode Island. Now it's called the Podcasters of Rhode Island and Beyond. But basically, there was a handful of people in this Facebook group that no one ever used, and including myself. And... Carl and Victor would always put up the videos of Codex Prime, and then one time they did an episode on something I like, and that's how I found the podcast. And it's 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 weird because like I would talk about the episode, but you know Carl and I at one point we worked at the same place. He worked with my wife, like he knew no knew my wife when they used to work together. We both had podcast in Providence on separate sides of town. Never ever came across each other until recently. So it's been a big change to see how podcasting has changed from, I mean, just being able to tell someone I meet what I do a podcast and then actually know what a podcast is is like it's a big shift in the last like five years. Um, Six six years I've been doing it, but the podcasts were what, like 12, 13 years old? So really, really fun episode. I I think you're going to get a kick out of it. I do want to do um, up top, I want to say a huge thank you to uh, Kevin Ivers, who uh, has the podcast Talk Dirty to Me. Kevin Ivers is the editor of this episode. We met online. Uh, is he? You could Anyone out there, you could hire him for your service. He's fucking incredible. He, I learned a lot. It, it, I sent him the files, and we had like a Facebook stream of consciousness where he was helping me with so much stuff. I learned a lot. So, Kevin, thank you so much. Make sure you check out the Talk Dirty to Me podcast. Uh, recently... I was a guest on Cinema Recall. If you recall, the Vern from Cinema Recall was just on a few episodes back. 
I got to do an episode where we chat all about the Muppets. Literally, the episode, I think, is titled, like, The Muppets and Why It's the Greatest Thing Ever, which, you also, if you may remember, if you're following, I was recently on an episode of Old Roommates talking about the Muppet movie. So I- I'm-, I'm cool with the Muppets being my brand, but that was a really fun episode. I really recommend you check that out. And some personal news. Um, the podcast is growing in big ways. You may not notice it yet, but it's happening. Right now, we're having a giveaway that will go on for until supplies last. If you would like some stickers or magnets and let's chat merch go on facebook go on itunes or whatever it's called uh, apple podcast leave a review and then you know take a screenshot just send it to us uh, at let's chat podcast at gmail.com or at let's chat podcast and all the things let me know you sent that and we will mail you some stuff right out and now you might be like hey who are this we well Something I've been had in the works for a very long time, and it's finally come to fruition, is I wanted to have like what I thought of as like an Avengers team. So first, I brought on pr- uh, producer Brianna Benjamin, uh, aka Brebert from Benjamin Typist. That was great, and then Chris Ball, which I'm sure you may notice, uh, came on as our social media, our social media person, and then uh, my dear friend from college, Maxwell Baines, helps me out with some of um, the writing and stuff like that. So um, you know, I just slowly was having these people that were helping and decided to kind of make a team. And then I had this idea. I really wanted to get more into design. We're going to be in the, pro- we're in the process of making some merch. Um, uh, a young gentleman, young gentleman uh, named Will, Will reached out. We had talked online. He's local. He was a fan and he's, he lives around here. And we had talked online, I guess a year ago or something about something unrelated. And then I had a post on Twitter about how I was looking for someone who knows how to do Photoshop. And basically it turned into, he's like, can we have coffee? So we did. And it turned into walking away from that with this level of excitement that I can't even explain. And either we, be, I think we might've become new best friends, but, um, he's going to be our graphic designer. We're going to make merch. He did, like, I don't know. It's just really exciting. I've been doing this show for six years, uh, almost entirely by myself, up minus the first like 20 episodes. Don't get me wrong. I've had lots of help and support, but it, it's all been me. And um, I wanted to do more of it, and I was not able – I'm just not able to. I don't have the time or the skill set to do that solo. So really trying to grow this. So I am also looking to add to said adventures team. There is compensation, or there can be, varying on your skill set. So things we're looking for, social media – Booking, not as much, but we're interested. Uh, marketing is a big one. I'm, if anyone knows anything about marketing, bra- building a brand, um, running a Patreon, any way to help monetize, um, you know, let me know. Reach out. We could we could do this. If you're local, it's even better. It doesn't matter where you live. Uh, but yeah, hit us up. Uh, so thank you to Brianna, Will, Chris, and Max. I cannot thank you enough, my Avengers team. Um, the stuff that we got coming down this pipeline, it's still a little surreal. Uh, by the way, Brianna is a fucking wizard. Is like a literal wizard. She's building us a website right now. She is making design graphic design stuff for us um she can do anything uh will had this incredible meeting and i cannot wait to see more i saw some mock-up design stuff that he had i done we really seem like we're on the same page chris has been so helpful building our social media like actually having some engagement it's been great our numbers have been going up and max baines oh my god um the unsung hero because when I need to write a pitch or anything, text, I'm not a good writer. I'm just not. Um, he's the guy who will stop his busy job working. I'm not sure if he wants me to say where he works. Working his, like, extremely busy job or his life with his wife, do whatever, and, like, edit and help me write some pitches. So thanks to all of them. So follow us on all the things at the Couldn't have seen 21,000 miles, but I got there.
for some, I was just, this is going to be funny. Anyone listens, they're going to be released weeks apart, but some of the same th- topics are going to come. I loved your episode you guys did on the Joker. I don't know why, for some reason, that was the first thing that popped really? in my head. The Joker? <laughs> yeah, because um, I was just talking to the Matt and Tony from What Do We Miss about that movie. Of like That was a movie I saw in theaters. I really liked it. Great movie. And then I listened to your podcast and a bunch of other films, like Blank Check and some other podcasts. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> like it changed it changed my mind i think joaquin's performance was so good that it elevated everything but like with some space from it i was like eh, it, wasn't I, it had it did it did have its flaws like too many to the point really? I, I actually don't even want to see it again i have no interest in seeing it again either like i've seen it it's out of my system it's not yeah. like like okay i'm a marvel guy yeah endgame if there's an opportunity for me to sit down and watch it again, <sighs> I will watch that movie. Let's just block yeah. out three hours right now and talk about that movie. We were just talking about Endgame too. Is it perfect? I mean, I'm not. It might. I mean, I don't know about you. Like, well, full disclosure, I took. I was very high when I saw it, <laughs> which is how I think everyone should see Endgame. Get like open at night. Get like whatever. I, I had 50 milligram. I took 50 milligram edibles, and my brother and I saw it. Victoria had to stay home to watch the baby, and then she saw it the next night. And then we saw it together because I saw a couple because I loved it. And it was like that energy. I've never, ever, ever seen an entire theater cry like that. Every single person in that theater was just bawling. Exactly. Like you left that theater with joy. My I was out of body at a certain point, probably from the weed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but I really but truly was. I was like so dialed into the character. Like, I mean, like the woman next to me handed me a tissue. It was like a real communal. It, it felt like a funeral. Like you know when you go to a funeral and it's actually it's sad, but you're a little happy because you're also seeing people you haven't seen in so exactly. long. You're like, oh my god, we're here. You know, it's the joy. It's the yin to the yang. And that movie was just something about. It was the you know when she when she tells him he could rest. I just. <laughs> <laughs> that was and that was Vic. And what was crazy about Vic? Me and Vic got into this. We still get into this to this day because you know Vic's the film guy. He did his like top hundred films of the decade, and that doesn't make it. Didn't even mention it. Well, I'm not a film guy, but okay. Like, didn't even mention it. I'm like, you know, I'm about to go off on you. Yeah. And I'm like, how can you not even mention? It didn't even have to be his number one, because Vic, yeah. Vic watches like a lot of the like we call it artsy fartsy films and stuff yeah. that nobody wouldn't sure that nobody would go to see, but the Academy still like acknowledges them and stuff mm-hmm. as these great films or whatever features on but i'm like this movie like you can dissect yeah in so many ways i think still today like oh. it's almost been a year people are still dissecting this movie yeah still finding easter eggs like still finding like at the end scene you know the end fight when and you know everybody's coming in people are still finding characters that like you never would have thought like Howard the Duck was in that final final fight scene. <sighs> but the thing where you said about Joker, you saw it and it left my head. I didn't think about Joker after out, out outside of the controversy. I didn't th- that movie didn't sit with me the way Endgame did. I honestly still think once a week I will think about Endgame. I'll, I'll I've watched it a hundred times since and like and there's scenes I forget that are in it because it's such a for such a clunky movie. Not clunky. I mean, there was just so many moving parts that they did right. Yeah. Like, I, it, for what, three and a half hours, is it, or whatever? About three. Yeah, it was about three. It goes so fast. Yeah, because you get that invested in it. Whereas, like, with Joker, my biggest problem was, I'm like, all right, we see 
yeah, why he started to put on the makeup and stuff. But then I'm like, then I'm like, okay, so how did he? How does he become this criminal genius? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no hint of that whatsoever. He just, um, sorry for all the PCs out there. Dude was just crazy. Yeah, no, it, it, it and th- I don't think you're even wrong. I think that was a part of the. Joaquin was really good, but like there was no, it was all overtone. Like, like in film they say show don't tell. Yeah. And that movie was so dumb. It's like kill the rich, the social workers fucked him over. Now he has a gun, and I don't know. But I like. Did we talk about this in your podcast on Codex Prime? I don't recall, but I remember at that same time for myself, Hustlers and Joker were in the same time frame. We talked about a lot. Of yeah, stuff. I don't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Hustlers was also like a Scorsese inspired yeah. film, which not Rob for the Oscar. And that is a movie that I still think about. Like that is what a Scorsese influenced film that people should be talking about. That movie, besides you know J Lo and everyone looking so hot, it, like that. It was so much deeper than that. That movie was so. Did you see it? I don't know if you I know. actually didn't. He, yeah, Vic definitely so saw it. Good. Like, it's kind of like it shouldn't, it had no right to be as good as it was. Yeah, it shouldn't have been, but. It's Goodfellas. It was literally Goodfellas. Like, and then I didn't know that going into it. Like, they did the Sometimes twist, everything. That's literally what it takes. Like, what it takes. Like, you, you can just rehash yeah. something. Okay. Star Wars, for example. The Force Awakens was basically a new hope up with new characters. <laughs> you know, I was, I'd, and I didn't even like Star Wars until The Force Awakens. So for me, it didn't, that was fine for me because I was like, oh, now I get it. I yeah. get what all you people were talking about all those years. Yeah. Star Wars was basically Camelot. Yep. Black Panther, The Lion King. T'Challa. Yeah. Except the not King? the shitty library make that Disney did where you're like, here's a lot of money, but no story. I've watched it with my daughter, like pieces I with it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Lion King remake, but there was just there was major flaws. Just the lack of the animals having emotion. And that's the well. And here's my take on that. Okay, when have you actually seen a dog just walking down the street, just smiling, like yeah, showing human emotion? A dog cannot show human emotion. A lion cannot show human emotion. Yeah. Yeah, but Favreau's problem was that was. He was trying to make it entirely too real. Yes, it needed to have an element of cartoon to it. Yeah, it, it did, and they they lacked that. Like a good example is um, I this is about, I know you're a gamer, so this is gonna tie no, in. Go ahead. This. Um, still love I still love Super Nintendo games. I Who just doesn't? bought um, I got a PS4 and I yes, um, I got so I beat GTA 5 and I was like fuck I miss San Andreas, so I bought San Andreas. Looks like garbage. Even though it was made, what, 20 years after Super Nintendo? Yeah. The level of technology of what we had for that time of San Andreas was trying to be the best, but it just wasn't quite there yet. So it doesn't hold up. It's too blocky. It looks weird. Super Mario always is going to look like a cartoon, always holds up. I think there's that part. I think you're so right about The Lion King is the fact of that was like it was trying to be too real for a movie that should be a little more whimsical and like in fantasy. I think Toy Story 4 did a good job of like. They look like real life toys, but you're always remembering this is that, not this real. Is, yeah, and Lion King was just like I'm watching like a dumb nature documentary, and you just put like the VHS tape over it. And <laughs> That's all. That, listen, if they would have did that, I would have yeah. been happy. Yeah, like some of the actors did good. Chiwi Charlie Jofer, I always butcher his name. Forgive me. Who was Black it? Scar? Who was, was, it? was the, the actor? Chiwi Charlie Jofer. What's he? I know his name. I can't think of his um, name. He played in Four Brothers, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Um. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, Doctor Strange, as Baron Mordo. He was in it. 
He I played... didn't watch all Lion King. I got like 10 minutes into it. And like, uh, yeah, well, he was Scar. He was the voice of Scar. Oh, he was good. Yeah, he was very good. Beyonce, awful. Yeah. But like my girl, I went to the movies with my girl. She was. Wait, is a beehive going to come after us? Probably. You know, we might get followers, so maybe it works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I, I, I don't even, even when she was in Goldfinger, I was like, she's talented. Don't get me wrong, but she's not a good actor. No, she's not. She's just not. She's not. She was just there for. My theory is, and uh, no, I'm not shitting again. No, I'm not going to come out by Beyonce. I mean, I think, and she has to be, but she's too obsessed with her image. Like, I know that from her documentary and like. You hear that a lot about her, like with stuff. I don't think she can get to that place of vulnerability where she could be like an actor. Because like even in Goldfinger, like she's really weak. She just she's a great singer, great songwriter, great dancer, great everything. Yeah. She can't act. Let her. Let's just chill. Yeah, some I don't know. Some people just think that they could just and, do it and voice, all. Yeah, and as we know, like, and it's voice acting, not yeah, just talking. She was definitely reading. Yes. Like honestly, a lot of the cast was literally reading. Like, like they had the voices, but you can tell like they were just reading. It's like, oh look, it's John Oliver, but it sounds like John Oliver. And then you're like, I don't know if you're a big like I like a lot of like cartoons and stuff. So like like John DiMaggio, like this cat who's like in everything you've ever listened to, but right. like he can sound different because he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it would just it just delivered that tone. And I forgot exactly what line it was, but when we was watching it, my girl, like she just Beyonce butchered it. My girl was like, I'm done with this movie. Wow. He's like, I did not like it. She ruined my one line. Which one is it? Oh, my God. It was when, okay, obviously it was when uh, Simba and Nala grew up. And then and when she was trying to talk back, she was trying to talk Simba back into going back to the Pride Lands. Like, the way she delivered it. Yeah. She was just done. Whenever she talks, I always think of Smart Guy. Did you ever watch Smart Guy? Yes. When Destiny's Child was on it for some reason? Yes. Just, uh, just that. I love that show so much. I know. Now that I've got Disney Plus, I've been finding myself like not watching anything but like weird old Disney stuff I used to like. Can't help like, but watch it. Yeah, like Brink. Like I was like, I used to watch the. Did not like Brink, but when I saw that they put the X Men cartoon yeah, yeah. on, it's like, yep. That was I'm the good. first fictional death I remember reacting to when Morph died in the yeah. cartoon. Yep. Like literally being like. What? It all goes away one day? It didn't age well, but the stories were so good. Yeah, I and I think it's just the lack of it. I think it I, I think it needs to reanimate. I think the people who made it are like really vocal, like trying to get it rebooted. I don't want it to though. I just like, want it, I want them to make it exactly I want them to take the same story and voices and just make the animation better. Like what they're doing for Batman animated series, like just the same thing. You know, like they, they remaster that story. Yeah, and I'm just like, do I really want it? Because then it's like sometimes when I do watch it, I zone out and become a kid again. Yeah. And I just want like, you know what? Yeah, give me that choppy animation that I yeah. had that I thought was amazing when I was eight. I will enjoy it like I was eight at age 35. Yeah, I, I do like that uh, animation's come so because it finally seems to be more respectable of an art form. Yeah way more like it used to be like you watch kids stuff and i was like but i grew up with like the simpsons which is you know we're the same age but like was it four when it came out or whatever and it was like i remember in high school being like i watch the simpsons and we'll get shit for it and now i'm like cartoons are more popular than possibly ever they've probably than they've ever been yeah i mean Ed, i mean we're talking superhero movies spider-man into the spider-verse might be the greatest be... movie ever made <laughs> one of them i would say is probably yeah. the best spider-man movie 
I wouldn't even say for animated film, but it's honestly, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I've watched it at least a hundred times. Oh yeah, my girl's daughter, like, she's like, I want Spider-Man verse. <laughs> Just Spider-Man verse, we know three. Oh, my daughter's about to be three. Man, I gotta turn it over. But, because I, I think about that, like, because I was talking to my friend, uh, Laura, she has a six-year-old. Her sons love Spider-Verse, and I'm like, that's not for kids. And like, oh yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it is, but it, it was for, it was one of those movies that was literally for everybody. And then me and him like all the same parts. He's like, my favorite part is when Miles jumps off the the building, and then the music goes away, and the glass breaks, and then it goes what? I'm like, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> But that's I think that's what the movie hit so like, well. It got like that core child. Like it is just what up danger. It hit everybody, especially like when you're just sitting, you're sitting there watching. I watched it with my boy, and he brought his sons along, and we're sitting there watching it. Now we're both in our thirties, you know. The kids are like ten ish and all that, so we're crying our eyes out over uh, the son with the scene with his dad. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It was out of nowhere. Biggie's hypnotized came up, and I'm just like, whoa! I seen it in theaters. I was like, all right, it's a cool movie. I, I liked it right off the bat, and then I was like, I thought I caught a Donald Glover reference, which a reference in there, which I was right. But um, right when they hit Biggie, my head literally exploded. I was like, and then I was like, oh my god! And all this time, and all these Spider Mans, which is in New York, we never. It wasn't until we got the Tom. What's his name? Tom Holland. Yeah, that we actually got Queens that actually looks like Queens. Yeah, thank you. Because like you know, I've been to Queens many of times, like right. there. And then I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like this made so much sense. I'm like, oh my god, like, and a it's just a beautiful song. It's Biggie. And like, but people like maybe they do or don't understand. Like, hip hop is the one of the most American art forms we have. It's jazz. Like, it's born. You can go to the building in Brooklyn where it was invented. Uh, Bronx. A Bronx. Bronx. Okay, yeah, yeah. been there. Ah. Oh. Like, I um, mean, it was like at six in the morning, so there was like nothing open. Is, is but it was just like, like a public housing? Yeah, that's all it is. It's a housing project. Yeah, it's just a housing project. 1520 Central Avenue in the yeah. Bronx. I mean, and then the fact that they actually put hip, and not even it was like they just threw like one hip hop song in there. They put, but the, to have a, the big, the, the, I have like, I feel like I could write a, do like an essay on the scene when he does the spray painting. Because like oh, the evolution of the music. Scene. Yes. when they, Yeah, it was the sample. It was um the, the Choices Apache. You Are by Black Sheep. And then the, and then, yeah, a little run day. but that the the Apache that's where because uh, hip hop comes from disco, right? With the these are the, the breaks. breaks and the in between it's the that little six second. Yep, and I'm sitting there just like scratching because I'm a DJ as well, oh, so no I'm way. just like yeah, so I just had to like, mm-hmm, well, this is what he did. It is, this is. I'm like, I want to do this now. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the and then you got like they had like they, like that movie hit New York so the graffiti it culture. Was a graf- it was a hip hop. It was a hip hop movie. It really. It was such a love letter. But, but then there's so much but it's more. For every, yeah, but it's for everybody. <laughs> like a six-year-old is watching, like oh, that's cool, and I'm like, did they just do the breakbeat from Apache, and then they're gonna pick it into Run DMC? Oh my god, are they doing the evolution of hip hop in like 30 seconds? Yeah, take that, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yes, and I enjoyed every minute. Yeah, I enjoyed every minute of that. Like even like even if the animation was like off, it was just that particular style, and I I did not I, even think about it because like Kingpin gets out of the car and he's bigger yeah, than the car. He's like yeah. double the car size, and I just didn't care. I like I love the animation. Like yeah, it's my favorite, one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it took like story. a week to do like one second of that movie. They literally made like I'm I still I, I stand by this. This is gonna be the thing. Thirty years, this is gonna be like our kids like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the thing was, it was a comic book as well. Yes. Like it was just, it was just, it was just like an Endgame. It was like so much. 
wrapped up into one and it was just and it was literally for everybody i've never i just i can't i've watched it so many times i could spend two hours just talking about one scene and then you have to and then like not only do you get miles morales but then you have spider gwen spider north uh penny parker and um did i say spider ham no you didn't yeah spider pig like yeah. each character alone deserves their own movie they do they do and i think we're getting i know the second one spider i mean they've made it pretty clear at the end that spider gwen and him are going to be buds again yeah there's no it's it's official into the spider verse 2 is coming um, I know Nicolas Cage wants to do a separate project with Spider-Man Noir. I would watch I've the read, shit out I've of that. I've read those comics. Drinking egg cream. And that's it. They reference egg creams. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, they they Punch nail Nazis. it. Nazis. Now, I got to ask you this. You just bought a PS4. Yeah. What you playing? Uh, I just beat GTA Five for the millionth time. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I played it on PS4. Um, yeah, I'm like out of the loop. Actually, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you, because okay. I'm still out of the loop of games. I don't know what to do. All right. Well, right like now, GTA. Well, well, right now I'm playing Star Wars Lego, stamp whatever free. No, it's a Marvel. Huh, I think I'm, it's a Lego game. I like those Lego games. Are fun. Oh, a lot of a lot of people do. They're mindless. It's it exactly. reminds me of playing Mario when I just like to collect coins. Okay. Um. So. But I love the open world. I'm not the biggest. I'm GTA Five. I'm like GTA type of person. Okay. If you like, if you want open world, get the get the Spider Man. Oh, that's right. I did. I did I, that was the first one I got. And. I, beat, I just beat that game. I gotta again. buy the add-ons. Oh, please do, please yeah. do. There's so much fun. And then I want to try Red Dawn Redemption. Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption. I want to try that. Oh, your wife will be so mad at you. Why? She just look at you. Have you been staying up all night playing that cowboy game? You will have a cowboy hat pointing like. Yeah. Yes. So like, wait, I get the TV myself. Stay. <laughs> then it, there you go. Everybody's happy. <laughs> I had gotten a job at Target like seasonal this year. <laughs> and then it was terrible. But uh, enough oh, where I got Black a, Friday? I did. Oh. But shortly after. I understand. But for the discount, I got a 65-inch TV and a PlayStation uh, 4. Oh, even The better. PlayStation, I think it was down to 200 with the discounts. It ended up being like 170. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I had to work my ass up. I, I understand. That whole job ended up just really paying for the 65-inch television that we bought. Smart TV and the PS4. 4K? Uh, UHD. Oh. I don't know what that means. It's still. odds are, it is, yeah, it is yeah. 4K. <laughs> Ultra HD, yeah, it's 4K. Yeah, it's all that stuff at some level. I'm like, you're just lying. Unless you're buying like a Samsung, I don't. You can't see a difference at a yeah. certain level. Oh man, so if you want some gaming gaming recommendations, yeah. um, what do we? Where, let uh, actually, let's let's bring it up. Okay. Where where does your gaming history start? Because we're the same age, so like I have a lot of retro game love, but I love to learn about the future. Like what? Where do you enter your love of video games? Okay, you, I started first Nintendo. Not even Atari? Oh, oh, okay. My dad said we had an Atari. I just don't remember it. It was very forgettable. Yeah. Well, no, but it's just like, I, I was just so, I was little. Because like, we had one too, but my memories of it are finding it after like my Nintendo later, and then playing. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember Frogger. Yeah. But like, I would, same here, Nintendo would be the one I can And really I also had remember. a Commodore 64, which is just a, Big ass computer, you hook it up to a TV. Mm. Just um, they had floppy disks. Now, not the three and a half inch floppy disk that we had when we were in high school. I'm talking about these were like double the size floppy disk. And we had a shit ton of. Games. I remember one where it was like a eight bit Bruce Lee game, 
and you had like a little joystick. You had a joystick connected to it. Wait a minute. I think my friend had some. I think I've had this memory my whole life that I thought I made up, and you're really confirming something for me right now. What was it called? Bruce Lee. No, no, the system. Oh, Commodore 64. Yes, and you, it was, no one has ever heard of this in my entire, I've tried to explain this my whole, Ricky Borshert had it in like fourth grade, <laughs> and I remember playing it and then never seeing it anywhere else in my entire life. He's still, oh, the rare to find. We played like a ghost game where like you were going through a haunted house. At, at the time, I would be like, it looked real, but I'm sure you look back, it looked like absolute garbage. No, it does. It, it does. It's literally just blocked. Do you remember <laughs> Virtual Boy? I do remember we actually had an episode like a while ago. Uh, I want to say about a year or two ago. And we just talked about all the systems that just failed. That was so fun until you vomited and burned your retinas. <laughs> yeah, it was all red, right? <laughs> it was all red. It was like VR. And it made and made every person, it, makes you, it would make you sick. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it really hurt your eyes. Yeah, because you just got red, like red lights flashing it in your eyes. It was just black and red lines. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, there's some real duds. Oh yeah, Neo Geo, Neo the Geo. Jaguar, Sega Saturn. I had a Saturn. 3DO. I'm sorry. Uh, I, we were we stayed with Sega for way too long in my family. We did too. I think it's because it was cheaper. Yeah. We yeah, were. and it was still hold. The Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, those generation of games mm. still held up. Not Saturn. With it, no, definitely not Dreamcast, Saturn. Yes. For a little bit. For like Crazy Taxi and Night. Crazy Taxi, nice. The UFC games. And there's a tennis game ready, that was fun. Ready to rumble boxing. Yes. I remember getting in fist fights over uh, N64. <laughs> um, what's of the wrestling game? No Mercy. Yeah. And like, and my name, the first time no you play four people, it uh, always would turn into a fist fight. Oh, God. No Mercy. We had such memories. Shout out to my boy, Marcos, and all of us. We had like a, it was, we had our own, like, we formed our own wrestling company with the creator wrestlers. Oh, everybody had their own wrestler and we booked Matt. We booked matches and everything oh, yeah. had championships and all that. Oh, God. Great times. Great times. I did. Um, so Nintendo and then we, we my family switched to they switched to we, we were Genesis people. Yep, we were too. I think you could tell like. You could tell why someone's class by growing up of like if they had a system and what was it because all the rich kids had Super Nintendo and all the like middle class people had Sega Genesis. I never thought about that, but that sounds so accurate now. So then we gave up around like Saturn. My parents like you're on your own, get your own <laughs> damn system. Um, I didn't think I I didn't buy my first one until PlayStation Two. Yeah, did I have it? I never had PS One. I'd P- everything I've owned has always been like like I just got a P. I'm always about si- five or six years behind. I usually yeah, get River. Yeah, PS Five is about to come out. Yeah, this uh, this holiday season. Someone's like, oh, just wait another year. I'm like, listen, my PS Three. This is how old this was. My six years ago when I was I was in between right before I got married, I had uh, some extra money. I was gonna buy either a PS Four or start a podcast. Thankfully, I stuck with this. Okay, yeah. it ended up being this, and it's been six years, and that was my PS Three broke. So it's been six years. So I'm six years late, and I'm like, I was talking to the guy at Target, like, listen, dude, I'm gonna play GTA Five for three months. And I'm gonna turn it off and not touch it again. I oh, don't. You yeah, I'll, so many yeah, games. Get, like, get your list ready. Yeah, that's um, what, yeah, that's what I need to do. You got The Witcher Three, God of War. Um, hmm. do you play online? Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I suck at it, but it's still like fun to. I can only be called like a racial slur or a homophobic word so many times. That's why you play with only your friends. 
Oh. You get yourself a team together, and then boom. Oh, I'm going to need your game attack. Yeah, but I just, I made one. I don't know how to use it. It's just Let's Chat Podcast. I want to play with people I know. I don't want to okay. play strangers. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Actually, the, the latest Modern Warfare that came out is actually cross-platform, so you can play with Xbox people as well. Do you Twitch? Yes. Okay. I'm start. Because you guys, Codex Prime, um, was the first podcast I kept seeing that you always would do live videos. Right. And I'm, I probably was an asshole. I'm like, what idiots? And now I'm like, oh my God, Carl and Victor are fucking way ahead of the curve of everyone. Um, That is actually something that I, that was my idea. Take that, Victor. Yeah. <laughs> no, Victor, he will understand. He knows this. That was actually taken from Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm not sure who that is. He's a, he's an entrepreneur and he gives like a whole bunch of motivational videos and yeah. uh he does a motivational podcast and teaches people about like being corporate and actually teaching people how to be uh, entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, great, he, yeah, amazing content. By the way, I bought, I read a couple of one of his books uh, and everything. Like that's amazing. Yeah, trust me, look him up. He's everywhere. But um, he would do sometimes he would do his podcast and he would go on Facebook Live and sometimes talk to his talk to his um audience. But you know. He's so popular, like millions of people would, yeah. you know, chime in. So he wouldn't see it. So for our 50th episode, that's when we just decided to make a change. I was actually, I was actually thinking about that moment too, Larry's story. But um, I said, all right, for our 50th, um, you know, 50th episode, we're getting new equipment. Let's take it to Facebook Live, and we can actually be interactive with our audience. We've been doing it ever since. That's awesome. And, and like, because when, when I was on your show, it was so much fun. But you had people like, you had like actual legit followers. Like, you had bits, like, um, like, and like, same here. Like, we're not like the biggest shows, but you actually had an audience. And what you're finding that, like, in the corporate world, like, your social media number is like kind of important, but what they're really looking for is like engagement. Yeah. And like, you, like, there's shows that are smaller than mine that have more, more hardcore following and they're making money. Exactly. Like, I've made, it's not even about the money for me. I just enjoy doing this. Like, yeah. what, like, what's better than just sitting with your friends, talking about the stuff that you love, and just recording it? I, oh my god, there's nothing. And the, and the older you get, it's so hard to do stuff. Like, you have to. Like, there's no other way right now. You and I would be sitting together if we're like, hey, do you want to get dinner on a Thursday, a rainy, shitty Thursday night? Exactly. Because <laughs> I would have canceled because I wasn't feeling it. But I'm like, I have a podcast. I have to perform. But like, yeah. And and that's fine, but I think it's led to so many friendships for me. Exactly. As, as especially with going Facebook Live, I've made so many friends with people like I didn't even know, like even just came across us. Like we have um like shout out to our for our friends the UWO podcast, which is a wrestling podcast that we actually put together. I joke around and I call them I say that those are my sons, I'm their daddy. They better <laughs> shut up respect. But um yeah, we get we um we put them on our show before to review like a wrestling event and they decided to come together and put together a podcast. And now they have their own following and they end up like making all types of connections. They even have one and he became a fan of ours too from over in the UK. Wow. Like he stays up late. Wow. Just to come in, just to join us in the live feed. And I'm not sure if you feel the same way. It's like, Oh yeah. Cause they're me because I do that too. I get obsessed with stuff that no one else knows about, and it's like my secret little thing, and I'm online and like, and that's what podcasts is like. You find, yeah, oh my god, because I got a bunch of, I got some of your, I hope I man, they stuck it out, but I definitely got some like the I went on your, I had appeared on your show, and I got some of your followers and stuff. That's dope, and that's like the whole reason people do cross promo and hopefully Dude, vice versa. I love networking, like, yeah, 
It's, like we, right. I just came across, like, I remember just coming across your show. I think you like, liked the picture or something. And I'm like, let's talk. Were we in that same, at the time it was kind of pretty inactive, the Rhode Island podcasters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you guys were the only ones using it, and then I took it. I unintentionally took it over from Jessica Rhodes. Yeah, and kind of half trying to grow it, kind of half like, does someone else want this? Because I'm trying to focus on other stuff, but it's yeah. actually been really helpful. It's been leading some cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then um, like, oh, let's see what's up. Let's see, you know, what he's been up to. So I'm like, what? I'm like, you know, came across one of your shows. I'm like, yo, this dude sounds really cool. I'm gonna, I'm like, I gotta hit him up. Took me a while to do it, oh. <laughs> and then like we just. How long did I say that? I was like, oh, you got to come on my show sometime. When was I on your show? Like six months ago? About that. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm the king of being like, we'll do it. And then it takes, can, sometimes it just takes, I, I, there's no time. Eh, bullshit. Adult life is overrated. It really is. <laughs> but um, but that's what I, I, I say. When I invite someone on, like, if it takes forever, as, as long as someone's okay with it, like, you're you're more than welcome. People are like, you will come on. Exactly. And then it finally happened. And then, like, like I said it. earlier, like, we didn't even get, like, we, we didn't even know, like, what your podcast was about. <laughs> we just started, like, we just started talking. <laughs> I know. Like, we was already talking before the show. We're like, man, we got it. I'm like, let's get the show out of the room because we're already that came with fire. It, it was so much fun. And so and people actually have hit us up like, wow, that was a great guest. Like, that was, uh, no, seriously. No, that's seriously, that you, was a fun show. On a per you guys hit me up at a really good time because I had gone through this the long ver people have heard me say enough, but like I had come pretty close to quitting the show a few yeah. times and for a lot of reasons. And then one of the others was equipment, all this stuff, but then like all of us podcast, we didn't know about each other. So like we were both doing it in the same city. We just, there's no way. Cause it's, and so once you started finding like, Oh, there's people around here doing it and you can start doing it together. And it like all these little things happen. And it was like getting voted in codex prime and a couple other stuff, like the club happening. Like it started making me find my love for podcasting again. Cause it became this like thing I was obsessed with and loved, but like it was all in a vacuum by myself in my bedroom for the most part. And once it was like, come do my podcast, like, yeah, sure wait, we can do this in person? Because whenever I do them, it's always remote. Because yeah. everyone I meet online isn't fucking far away. Yeah, exactly. And it's so fun. I'm like, I've never met Carl or Victor, but I like their podcast, and now I get to go on it? And, like, fills the cup up, and it, it the optimism, it just, yeah, that was really, that was a really crucial so moment for me. Like I said, like, it was just so fun. It was just so fun. Like, I, you're, when you responded to ask, when I asked you if you wanted to come on the show, I was fuck excited. yeah, I'm like, whoa, like, that, I'm like, that's the energy I love when people just yeah. come on. The, oh my God, when UWO gets on the show, it's it, it's a mess. It, <laughs> I know, and it's funny because there's a lot of doing it is just boring, and like I you know, the booking, and then you gotta like the editing, and if you don't pay anyone or have a produce, if you're doing everything solo, and I, I like that stuff, but you know, it's it can feel like work. <laughs> yeah, it, it can, it can, and you just gotta. Like my thing, well, Vic, oh, Vic handles also all like the producing and stuff. So mm. like, if you put me in front of the boards, I'm like clueless. But um, like the networking aspect about it and the social media, that's the part that drives me the most because I just I love meeting new people. Do you know Aaron from Boss Podcast? Business of Soul Searching. You two would get along very well. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, she's an entrepreneur. She's been on here a couple times and vice versa. She's one of my friends. I used to work with her, but she's a big networker getting to know people she's the cat you want to know yeah she's then, going places yeah some people just introduce some people like they'll listen to us and be like oh you should have this person on the show that's my entire like, podcast he, exactly like shout out to my boy ronnie like he that i used to work with he knew what you know what we was about and he goes yeah i work out with this girl 
she's an MMA fighter, but yet she writes her, she draws and writes her own comics. What? Boom. One of the funniest episodes we've had. Yeah. Oh my God. And then I'm at like a weird level of like, it's people now, like people I know. And then like, I'm on like email lists for like PR people and stuff. Exactly. Have you gone after like bigger names ever? That's always the weirdest thing. Cause like maybe I think podcasting might've grown too much. There was a sweet period where like your PR people would ignore you, but you can go directly to like the actors or the musicians or you whoever. You can't, you can't with, you know, yeah. thankfully for social media. Um, as you know, like I'm huge, I'm very, we're very huge into wrestling. Yeah, and, um, I know nothing of wrestling, so it always shows, strikes me. Not as a bad thing. Yeah, but you just, yeah, it was never in your radar, but that happens. The thing I liked about podcasting and Twitter and all that stuff to find them like, oh, not only do like people I know like this thing like a lot, like there's a whole culture and industry <gasps> that I did not even know existed. Oh, and trust me, it is. And um, like I remember I used to like go, you know, go and meet wrestlers at like indie events, hang around the Civic Center or friend of mine had the connection knew what hotel they would go to we would hang out at tf green oh. at the airport and get them to come in and one uh wrestler elijah burke we actually became friends oh and then you know for a while we didn't you know we lost touch and then we kept it but we always kind of kept in touch and then well, i just hit him up out of nowhere and we still stay connected today and he's like yo uh can we do a you know can we do a show together and he's like yeah i like, know just Okay. And you guys were at Comic-Con this year. I, I saw you. Yeah, I'm, I kept missing me. you. I know, because I remember you hit me up. I'm like, all right, I'm this way, this way. And then just so much was going on. That I was only there on Saturday. And like we, I was just talking, uh, saying the last one, um, Brad, from this, people who don't know, I keep pointing, there's a yeah. list of um, all the podcasts record, some of the podcasts record from uh, the Chuck and Brad cast. He was moderating the Tick panel, and I couldn't get to it because like I got there, and I couldn't get through a certain doorway to get to the building, to go outside, to enter the... Because it was just, you get to a point at Comic-Con, a point in the day, like, you just, you can't move. You, correct. Correct. You just get stuck in one area. Uh, I mean, I I was able to move around pretty often. Well, we had, look, thanks, you know, we actually had press passes. Yeah, me too, which I didn't even technically qualify for, but they hooked it up. I didn't have enough numbers on my meet, but I will by next year, but yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so fun this year. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm like, I'm going to Comic-Con for free with these press passes. I'm using the god of these parties. We should talk off mic after. I really want to rent a booth. And I I don't have enough stuff to give away or have a reason, but I felt like if I split it with a group of people, the financially speaking, it would just like, hey, I can keep my stuff there and well, then just it, get to fucking honestly, talk all day. I, I don't want to. No? I wanted to at one point, but then once I got the press passes, it's so much better if you just get the press passes because then you can actually just go around and you can actually just say you can meet whatever Wait, celebrity. You, you could do that with the press pass? I didn't yeah, even do you that can at meet all. Somebody, yeah, we, I interviewed uh, Christopher Freeze, who was a legendary uh, Black Panther writer, and as well as Don McGregor, who's actually from Rhode Island. Oh. And he was a legendary Black Panther writer who created Eric Killmonger, who, which, who was the villain. Michael Bay Jordan. Yeah. Wow. Michael B. Jordan's character. No, it's Michael Bay Jordan. Michael. He's, he's just that attracted that he's Bay. Uh, he's it's in- not me. It's the internet. It's oh, the internet. Okay. But yeah. I mean, for me, he'll always be Wallace from The Wire. Yeah. But like, yeah, the guy who created Killmonger. Did you lose your shit? And I said, you got a picture with Urkel. Everybody lost their damn mind. Because you guys, you, got, you, got, you do look a little bit like. And they've been saying that to me all my life. But, so you really, but you look like him as an adult, not him on the Family Matters. Oh, trust me. 
Growing up, really, I was I was Arkham. You think the suspenders probably didn't help your case much? I didn't wear suspenders. But that's the thing. Like, I never did. But it just. It was just like, yeah. Random strangers used to come up to me and just be like, you look like Steve Urkel. For no reason. I don't know how old I was when I learned that he did the voice for Sonic. It like blew my mind. I was like, what? For one, the but Sonic he's not doing it for that for this one. No, but I do love Ben Schwartz, so it's all right with me. It, okay. All right. I actually heard the movie's good. Really? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it or anything. Did it come out yet? No, it comes out. To, as of this recording it comes out tomorrow Valentine's Day I remember like the whole hoopla about it and it was like the one time I was like I actually think the fan base is right I actually think it looks so much better now than yeah it does they did a really good job and I love that guy he's an awesome. um, incredible actor he's a great voice actor he's on the new DuckTales as well and he's on uh, he's gonna be on the new Ninja Turtles I can't I can't do another Ninja Turtles no I well, gotta st- I gotta stick to my I gotta stick to my old school like Kevin Eastman's gonna be at Comic Con this year um, I watched the toys that made us. You watched that? That is such a good show. And it made me like, cry when they got together. You're like, oh, they're friends again. I didn't. Well, I didn't watch that episode. Oh, the like, Turtles I, one? It's uh, the best one. Is it? Okay. I got to watch it. They like hate each other for a number of years and then they reunite and they become friends again. Really? It is also weird watching someone being like, you're an actual billionaire. Like he's an actual billionaire. And you would never think like. And he's just like, whatever. Like, okay. So out of all the celebrities you met, who was the coolest one at Comic? I didn't really get to meet anyone. Um, really? The year before I met um, Zachary, Levi, and Tom Felton. Yeah. And then Danny Trejo. Yeah, I don't know. I don't ever do the celebrity. Danny I, Trejo? I heard he was surprisingly short. Yeah. Well, so I volunteered two years ago, and I was right. at Tim Curry's booth, but I didn't see Tim Curry because he was like behind the curtain or whatever. Yeah. And everyone, so sometimes famous people want to come meet him. And Danny Trejo walked over like, what's up, brother? I was like... <laughs> You are so short. <laughs> you he really is. And, and I'm you not want to say that, and you want to say that, but it's like, nope, got to be polite. He's like five feet tall, and I'm five six. So I was like, wow. Yeah, maybe I should have done that. I didn't know I could walk up to the press, but I thought you had to wait in line and stuff. Oh no, the one year I did meet um, Ron Funch. One year, three years, many years ago, I, I literally um, Henry Linkler literally walked into me, and that was pretty cool. The Fonz, or uh, um, Dr. Pratt. And then I met Ron Funches walking the floor, who was one of my favorite comedians. Right. And he was getting all the uh, autographs from the wrestlers. Yeah. So it's like fun, because I'm watching him, who I'm geeking out about, and he's geeking out about all these old wrestlers. Yeah, he's a huge wrestler yeah, fan. I love him. He's, yeah, he's so funny. Huge wrestler fan. He actually just did a, um, they did a roast. It was last year, but um, we just, I just recently listened to it again. It was a roast of Bruce Pritchard, who was a longtime WWE uh, producer. And oh my god, like the wrestlers, they were really some of them were just their their jokes were awful, but their stories are great. Yeah, what a weird life. Yeah, but they had comedians there, and oh my god, the comedians there, it was so good. It was so good. Do you ever think how odd like the trajectory of Hulk Hogan's life ended up? Like going from like childhood hero to so many people to being the guy who like fucks his wife's yeah, friend, and then you... somehow simultaneously might destroy First Amendment rights with the media with uh, breaking down Gawker. Yeah, he... It was, like, he had a... And his son killed so Like, he had a weird life. It's, That's, like, one of the... It, it the, went off the... It went off the rails. And I want to say ever since the reality show... I think it fucked him up. That started it, and then people... And then with, you know, with the internet and stuff, and people telling these stories, how, like, Hogan was such a huge backstage politician who only went into business for himself and it's just like yeah everyone hated him right a lot of people did people yeah and then of course you know him 
learn, you know, using racial slurs and stuff. And I didn't know about that. Oh God, that was a big thing. But now it's just like I just it's just fun to grow up and look back of like here's what we think things will be, and then like whoever like whoever thought like in like the 90s no one been like hulk hogan one day will be like fall from grace and but no way yeah he, and now we're like carl weathers is the fucking the shit again because i'm mandalorian and all that like i've been watching i got one last episode oh, for a treat really? i've been enjoying it i mean i saw baby yoda oh yeah <laughs> oh i loved it it's actually i was uh, like it is the thing that got me into star wars because i didn't see the originals the first star wars i saw was the stupid one with jar jar in 10th grade Okay. I didn't watch it in the originals as a kid. I was not a sci-fi person. The, the fandom ruined it for me growing up. Yeah. I really like Force Awakens. I really like Last Jedi. And I, I like those a lot. And I, I'm definitely a fan. But then Mandalorian, I was like, get it. Like, I finally get it. Like, I finally understand the lore. It's, yeah. It's a really... Yeah. It's, it, it is fun. It's like, a it's, Western. It's, yeah. And it, it is a Western. It's simple as fuck. It's just A, B. It's just one story. where I love complex storytelling and all that stuff. And I'm like kind of trained with that with prestige TV, if you will. But like the Mandalorian is really like, man, hunt, baby, bring back a couple things have, but not in a bad way. Yeah. I think it's actually brilliant. I actually love the focus of it and the, this is the way. Yeah. Oh, the fucking IG 11. Oh wait, I'm not going to ruin nothing. It's good. Okay. And baby Zero's name is Stuart. No. We still don't know Baby Yoda's name. Uh, yeah, I know. I kind of wikipedia it, and they yeah. just still called him, like, the child. The child. And I'm okay with that. And I'm hoping we get a planet. I'm guessing that's... If they don't... It has like... to, yeah, he has to come from something, or maybe he's just a like he's just like a rare breed from a planet died off, so that's why he's so... He's so cute. I, the, my favorite meme after the Super Bowl was a picture of Baby Yoda and Jennifer Lopez like and said, can you believe they're both 50? Yeah, for real! <laughs> Oh, that baby Yoda. It, it does something to me, man. Like, I just I was like, I want to hold you and kiss you. My favorite <laughs> thing about Mandalorian is looking at pictures from behind the scenes with uh, Werner Herzog holding baby Yoda as a baby. I've seen the one of Lucas, too, but something about seeing Werner Herzog as, like, a human is kind of strange. One thing that's fun for me while watching The Mandalorian, like, watching it later, is you see all the scenes from the memes. Yeah, like he's just finding them. Like when he's just looking up after he eats the frog, I'm like, "Yep, that's yeah. one." Or the the tea is after that like intense fight scene, and it just it's him just sipping the little tea. Yeah, but, like they don't. It's not like condescending Kermit because it's Baby Yoda and it's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> I, that that I didn't think you can unify Star Wars fans until Baby Yoda. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't. I have not seen like a plush. They had like made like an official Baby Yoda plush. Not yet. Yeah, they like really. Because trust me. Some things come out. 350 bucks. I already trying to buy one, but I'm not gonna. But I want to. <laughs> I tried to split one with my brother. My our wives were like, "You're idiots. We have children." <laughs> like, yeah, but this is like a baby. <laughs> so how do you start Codex Prime? Probably um, should have been the thing I started with, but here we are. Yeah, it's a, it's all good. We okay, can't so be together. We just we're just you and I are just like. Ah. That's kind. Of, that's literally how the last episode started. Yeah. This was literally the last episode he was. On. Yeah, and like, and I think I hope I said on your episode, it's because like I had listened to your show, I felt like I already knew you, even though. That's the best. That's the best part. Yeah. I was, a couple of podcasts I bit that I've been on, and it was like, I've still, still like shout out to B Rob from Random Rambles with Rob. Never physically met the guy yeah he lives all the way in houston great friend of mine yeah I have so many so many friends and i like fortunately i've been at it long enough i've met all these online friends and some of them are like 
names or doing cool stuff or like getting pilots or yeah. like, one of my my friend Mia like well we met and then that my friend Mia she or not now but she was like producing for um like Anna Ferris's podcast and stuff yeah. but these are all people I've never met in person but like we would talk online all day and do podcasts together and then yeah it's, so, it's, it's a beautiful great. it's a beautiful thing so um so how's Codex start what's your origin so okay so Codex started I'm actually not one of the original three. Okay, it originally started with uh, my friend Aris Tejeda, Maurice Cerullo, and Victor, Victor Moyo. They just got together. It's like, okay, we all nerds. We got shit to say. They met up in Applebee's, planned everything out. And um, I never knew this was it. I never knew this was a thing. Like, I was still, like, learning social media and stuff because I was, like, DJing and stuff. I was trying to get my name out there. And um, they, you know, they had already started. So I'm like, all right, let's check out Aris's podcast and stuff. And then I was like, all right, this is cool. And uh, it's all nerd culture. So I hit up Aris. Aris and I have been friends for like years. So I was like, hey, if you guys ever want to do a wrestling episode, let me know. I'll be happy to be a mm. part of it. I was on episode four. So then, you know, I kept up with, I kept up with everything that, that was going that was going on. And then before episode 11 they're like well you're more of a social media expert and all that yo why don't you just kind of tag along the show and then it just went from a three-man to a four-man and uh fortunately you know aris and maurice they have moved on and so and it's just been me and Vic probably for like the past like three years how many episodes you got we just did 190 Is that weird to say? Yeah. Like, Did think you have a few that never made it? One. One, and it was our... the. I want to say it was the first time we did Rhode Island Comic Con. Okay. Like, the one of the... Yeah, the first few, so we were just talking about our experience. And then Victor's computer shit to bed. Oh. And it was like a fun episode too so like and it just like and he bit the he hit me up just cussing just cussing i'm just like yo my computer shit to bed and i'm like ah damn i i'm like we'll figure out something like no this shit happened was such a good episode i know i know (laughs) i've had it sucks it's gonna happen it's part of the game but uh, it's fun so you guys been at it that long how many years now I want to say, yeah, this will be our fifth year. This wow. May, oh. this May will be the fifth year. So, uh, so we were in the same city, starting podcasts within the same time frame, and it took how many years for us to find each other? That's ain't that something? Only because, like, as I would, I always would say, like, like especially in the earlier days, there was no marketing gimmick of being like a podcast from Rhode Island. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe now maybe it's a little different because there's so many, and like it, it. Thankfully, goddamn this club and so many other yeah, places pop face- up. Facebook groups help a lot. Yeah, like and like if people can join our podcasters of Rhode Island and beyond, but like and that's been great. But like, there's a number of years. I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm oh yeah, I post, we post ours on many Facebook yeah. groups. Um, it's so nice to actually say what a podcast is. Not if someone didn't listen, that's whatever. But like, they actually know. I mean, I remember. I feel like the old. I don't mean to be the old man on the moon or whatever. But like, I had friends being like, I don't know what a podcast is. People oh, my, my age, family. Like, yeah, my family like, was people the my same age. Way. Yeah. And now it's like maybe they don't listen to them, but they at least know what they are. Exactly. And what was funny too is like we're in the same, you know, we're in the same city, been at this at the same, 
Yeah, because you guys were doing that apartment I went to. Was that where you guys started at? Right. Yeah, I was in the West End. I was on the other side of the city. Dude, exactly. And what's crazy was years ago, me and your wife were co-workers. I know. That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> oh, I wasn't doing the podcast at that point. Oh, you wasn't? No. That one did. I don't even know. I had. Uh, yeah, it was. No, no, it wasn't until after that job I started it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to think that. I had to think of time frames. Wait, and then you worked there as well. We both were. Co- but we, we never, co- never would ever met there. I worked right. overnights. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I worked. At, I worked in. I do. I worked that job for a year. I met my boss like three times. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally worked. It's like I was almost like a ghost. I like had zero impact because I like I was overnight, so I didn't really like, yeah. see anyone. Oof. It was a shitty job. I mean, the shitty hours. The job itself was. Yeah. I love the people I worked with. And oh yeah, the clients, still, so. I, I actually just. Uh, Are you still there? Yep. Just celebrate. Oh, I so just great. celebrated ten years there. I just had to call them for something for related to my current job, and I was like, and it was Kendra. I was like, hey, she's still there, right? Yeah. I, her and Victoria were buddies. She was really nice. Hung out with her a few times. Kendra's awesome. At one, like the only time I'd meet refocus. Am I allowed to say where you work? Yeah. All right, cut it out. Like I say, <laughs> I I go back and forth on mine. I'll talk about where, but I just try not to say the name. Yeah. But um, I remember go at the fundraiser because Victoria would throw the um fundraiser stuff. Yeah. The, the auction. I remember one year ago. Did you? You must have been. At, did you get any of those after parties at Shark? It was one of the year. Uh, after the Christmas parties, that's the one I always went to. Yeah, maybe I would have counted, but yeah, it's, that's so funny that uh, we, we would cross paths and never even never even thought about it. And we both there was one one strange experience. I met someone on Twitter, and it turned out they uh, Jacob Haller, and he lived like. Two streets over from me. We were like set up to record and it turned out that we were like five streets away. Okay, so I got okay, I got one for you. So uh my my friend from Houston B Rob that I mentioned, he he lives all the way in Houston. He also does another podcast called Wrestling is Trash. And I was um I was a guest on it before. So then I I was actually end up becoming a recurring guest. And then he puts together just a re- an iPhone wrestling chat, like a group chat yeah. on our phones. So we just happened to both see another 401 number there. No. So we're like, yo, who's 401? I'm like, okay, this is Nick. Shout out to Nick Anicelli. And um, turns out like he lives like five minutes away from me. Yep. Recorded and we did a, did a, jo- did a watch along show with UWO. Wow. He was actually at my house uh, a few weeks ago for a wrestling event. But the funny thing is, I guess, I don't know about you, but like when I was working, I wasn't talking about the podcast. Like it was such like almost like the secret little hobby I had because of like, no one knows what it is. No one cares. And yeah, only like figuring select it out. views. And yeah. It's, it's just now, now, honestly, everybody, everybody listens to podcasts because there's a podcast for everybody and for everything. Just yeah. like uh, there's a Facebook group for everybody and for everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I'm like, yeah, all of a sudden. And then unintentionally you just do it long enough and you're at the elder statesman without even trying yeah you're not you just this place is the only place i'll ever be like feel i've had a sense of like fame it's the only place i'll ever go where someone has come up to me and like who i've never met like oh i listen to your podcast and i reference it and that's this is i mean it's very specific room but like it's fucking great to be like i just did this thing and now it's kind of important i they had a listening party here and um like i was one of the people who got to present which was honestly one of the greatest things i've ever done with this show and it like I really it was amazing, but it was just like this weird thing. And they're like, "Oh, how does it feel to be like one of the?" Uh, well, Chuck and Brad have been at it for like a decade, literally a decade. I love those guys. Oh, um, but um, I never knew podcast was around that long. Yeah, they they're like the early dogs. But I'm like, they're like, yeah, you're like you've been you're like one of the longest running. They said something along that lines, like wanted to be the first people in Rhode Island at it. I was like, I don't know, I didn't. I just blinked, and it's been six years. 
Yeah, same here. I, I didn't even realize. Yeah, because it, it becomes a part of your week. It becomes a part of your yeah. routine and stuff. And it's For just... a while, I was going hard. And then I like took a dip of like few, the last few years. I'm actually on the re- second swing of it, trying to like, kind of make a go for it this time. Keep more consistent. I got. I just teamed up with a producer. I'm trying to like maybe monetize it. Oh, they people can send me some money. But Patreon. Yeah, yeah I got to send one of those. <laughs> That's the one thing I also. But the the downside of podcasts that everyone knows about them. It's so much harder to get your shit seen. Yeah, that's the that's the that is the hard part. But every once in a while, like somebody would just hit you up. Like one year at Comic Con, I was like, I was in line. I was in line to meet Rob Layfield, the creator of Deadpool. Wow. And this one kid I know, we actually ended up becoming friends too. Uh, Pete, he follows us on Twitter. So I was wearing my my Codex shirt, and he's like, Carl, who's this? Codex, I listen. I'm like, I'd lose my mind. I took a pic. I took a picture with him and posted it. Like, holy shit! How cool is that? That that was like huge for me. And another big moment too uh, was I had went to New York Comic Con. Yeah, that's gut worth it. Go. I think, but you can't do just one day. Real, it's that big. You gotta at least do three if you really want to catch everything. You gotta do yeah. three. Three. It's one of those cases where if you blink, you missed it. Yeah, that's how big it is. But um, I remember like going to I met I met Layfield, and um, his assistant. I wore the same shirt too. So his assistant, I think I got up to him, and then I'm just like, I think I was like short, like ten bucks. I he just let me go to the ATM and stuff. We talked for a little bit. Met Layfield, met Rob Layfield. So then, Rhode Island Comic Con was like. About yeah, about a month later, I'm wearing the same shirt in line for in line to meet Layfield again, and then he just looks at me, and goes, "I remember you." What? Well, yeah, well, it wasn't Layfield; it was the assistant. He was like, "I remember you," and we just had like a big hour, like comment. We just talked for like an hour. You know how many thousands of people he saw? Exactly, and he's just in this, and it's. But he I sounds like he was equally surprised. Like I remember you. Yeah, I was just I was. Trust me, I was more surprised. That's so cool. No, it's so fun because, like, you know, we all have jobs, and I, I like my job very much. And, yeah, but, like, it's now, like, I now understand the value of, like, having a, a hobby or something to do. It's become my social outlet. Like, this is the closest to, like, hang, especially once you have little kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the closest, like, going out a ton I get to really do as much as I would like. Like, you know, like, it's this or going out to dinner with a friend, but, like, I don't pretty much really like the podcast. It's I mean, so my wife is such an introvert, and she's like, by choice. And now it's people I know for more, but like by choice, I'm like, what a weird thing. And my hobby is like, I go into my bedroom and and I call a stranger on Skype that I've never met and will never will meet, and see if I can get them to talk to me for an hour. Oh, trust me, me and B Rob, we we will meet. Like, there's a lot of my friends. I'm like, somehow, some way, it's gonna be like another uh, another um example was uh is you know, the pot the party nerds from Jersey. Oh, I follow them on uh, Instagram. I must have found them through your show. Possibly, because those are very good friends of mine now. I had no idea you even knew them, because they got a really good feed. Oh, huge feed. And we just always just talked back and forth. We've had Ed on the show a couple of times. And then I finally went to New York Comic Con, which is like their main Comic Con that they go to. And it was like, yo, this is happening. So I remember going there. I'm like, 
this is actually going to happen. I think I'm more, I was more looking forward to just meeting yeah. them than actually just experiencing Comic-Con. And I went by myself, just me in the middle of New York by myself, uh, met up with them, had the time of our life. I bet. Yep. And then later on that night, I met up with the Jabba Tears podcast from New York, which is another wrestling podcast, which is awesome. You guys got to follow them. They got a lot of good stuff. That's great. And we end up going to, I just met one, uh, Janelle, and it was so funny. I went to, we met up at a bar in Brooklyn to meet up at a, U, to go watch a UFC fight. And in this bar, everybody in there was, were wrestling fans. Oh my God. The entire bar was wrestling fans. And they all were just like people, you know, in their twenties and thirties who look like me, which I didn't, which, you know, I, from my experience, I feel like I rarely saw. And it was just like, I like I felt like I was home. I'm around a whole bunch of people who just love wrestling as much as I do. Guys and girls. It's the feeling of finding like your tribe. Yeah. It's so weird. And especially having like a broad, a podcast could be anything. Cause like you could have people who like video games or wrestling. Like, it's just like saying like my podcast is just at the core of it, it's just tailored to whatever I'm interested in. Yeah. <laughs> and it just tends to be people. But yeah, but like, the same with yours, right? It's just like, it's like, I get to finally talk about this stuff I got made fun of or loving for so long or had to hide or. I'm the only one in my family who really loves the stuff that I love. Yeah. Like, I'm the only comic book collector. And you have to be like, I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, I, I know this is bad. This is bad. I spend like less time with my <laughs> With my family, because I really don't have much in common with them and stuff. Sure. But then I'm around my friends. We're all talking about yes games, other games besides like 2K, NBA 2K and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm like, y'all gotta play like Spider Man. Y'all need to play this and this and that. Well, in 2K, I'm like, yeah, don't you love that? Like within game, you get bro gamers who like think that they look down on video games, but they only play sports video games. Like yeah. I had friends. I'm like, dude, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, right. you playing that pussy shit. I'm like. You're playing football and I'm playing like Halo. It's like we're sitting down doing the same thing. Just chill the fuck out. Yep. It's so oh. weird about how like you can get. It doesn't matter where you go. Everyone gets split and split yeah, hairs. And but you know, plus I'm like you know with all the you know my comic book stuff and all that. Like yeah, I don't really read comic books, but yeah, they're going to see Avengers. I mean that's I mean I I'm not mean to comic. I don't read comic books, but I do see the Avengers. Yeah. Oh. But, oh, trust me. You, it, but I'm pro. I've tried. You know what it is? I don't know. I think I just learned this recently that I've been reading comic books wrong. I kept reading them like left to right. I don't think I'd understand the panel. I kept always doing it like a book, so I never understand. No, that's them. how you read them. Ah, uh, maybe or what? I always would go panel like that. I don't know. Every yeah, time I that's read, it, them. that's exactly how you read them. Right, Mangas, which are Japanese comic books, you read they, you read them backwards, which is confused. Which is fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, it confuses me. I got a big blind spot for comic books and anime. Anime, I have no clue about. I'm a casual anime fan. Like I would watch some here or there. Yeah. Like I grew up on Dragon Ball. I'm a huge Dragon Ball yeah. fan. Um, wasn't never a Pokemon fan, but when that Pokemon Go came out, yeah, I was, was on that so, shit. <laughs> I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon Go. Well, I liked Pokemon up to red, blue, maybe yellow, and then didn't touch it until Go. So like 20 years went by. I'm like, it's still a thing. Oh my god! As a matter of fact, I I gotta send this to you. Our Pokemon Go episode, which was when all four of us was on, and we had a couple of people, a couple of other people, when we just had a shitty uh Blue Yeti mic that picked up. <laughs> everything except your voice <laughs> no it picked up our voices but yeah. it picked up everything like if you're scratching your neck yep. you heard it on that and mic 
Oh, they're like, oh, there's a cat outside vomiting. Yeah, I'm glad, that was glad I got that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we we yeah. stepped up. You it guys was, got a dope setup. That and okay, here's a funny story about that one, because um, we had Michael Jim Francesco. He's a program director at Comic Con, for Rhode Island Comic Con, and he's we met him through Aris's wife at the time. So he, and we got him on the show. He sits down and he, it was just a little table with books stacked up and the Blue Yeti mic with the computer, with the laptop yeah, right yeah. hooked up. So we had a great episode, by the way. And then after a while, we were just like, that was embarrassing. And then we just put in for like new for like yeah. new mics and stuff. like. And it was like right on time with episode 50, so everything sounds I was just episodes. on one few months ago. Um, actually, yeah, older roommates right there when we did uh, the Muppet movie, and I went to their house, and it was like a phone. Um, they now record out of the studio, yeah. Uh, but like same thing, I was like, oh, not gonna sound good. <laughs> but I had a ton of fun. I was glad doing it. But yeah, isn't it funny how you start to become like a little snob about like, do I want to do your show? Well, for me, if I want, if I get invited onto a podcast, which I don't I'm want to like, sound big. Fuck yeah, let's do this. I'm like my first thing. I was like, all right, how many episodes? Because I um I don't want to go. I've been on. I've guested on podcasts that have like ended or just never aired. Like the whole thing fell apart. Yeah. Like, I'm doing a new podcast and they put out Pod Fade. They do an episode and it just disappears. And I'm like I hate that. So like I feel like the more you have under your belt, you know, I'm more like so anyone yeah. is more likely to do it. Yeah. Like, but you guys I'm... are almost at 200 too. So if someone sees that like all right because I've been on them and it's like and it just never comes out. Sucks. I'm like, why do I waste all my time? I, I mean, I don't. I'm just maybe it's just I'm just humble, cause I'll go on a any way that just gets your name out there. Yeah, I'm all for it. Did that by now they record here, but I I was trying to think, and then I've Chuck and I did Chuck, uh, Chuck and Brad, but that Chuck had me in house, but he was all set up with like fucking zooms and shit. Really? But I mean, for a long time, I my equipment all broke, but same thing. All right, I need to get. I'm looking at some of these tiles. I'm like, I need to get on these shows. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, become a club member. Like, talk to them. It's so cheap. Really, just five bucks a month. Yeah, I feel like I'm like promoting the club here. What's here? But yeah, oh, I think I think my I think I only do the five a month, and then it's ten dollars to rent the studio. I know some of those people up here. I've um I've been on some or vice versa. Like Denise, you would love her. She's awesome. You could do it. Do it's really great. I know Boss Podcast. That's me. What What's uh, Tendos? Is that a video I game? I actually don't know who they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know better person. Some of these people I don't actually know. I follow them all online. Um, I think David Ursulo. I've his is really good. I don't know him, but he like he's pretty like he does something for the monthly. Whenever you look for like the writer of the monthly, he's like doing all the cover stories and shit. Oh, really? It's a good place. They have meetups and stuff. Oh, great. Denise, I've been to some of those here. Well, we are. Just you know what? Trying. You have invited me to them, and it just, like, never worked out, and I wanted to go. Yeah, I'm the same. It's hard. And then then, then once you once I came to one, I'm like, now I'm here forever. I came, they got invited to the podcast studio opening. Oh, oh How to Be Another Person with Kate Hanley. That's a good one. Oh, okay. That's like a five. That's like a five-minute daily, a ten-minute daily one. She's really sweet. Uh, Made in America. Sounds awesome. I should probably listen to that one. I, I, we should start a podcast. Where we just read off all the tiles of people we Pretty don't know. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we should. I gotta wrap it up. I have to go. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, anyway, uh, I hope we talked about something. I don't remember. This was literally just like the last one. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. And people, I think, like it. That's the greatest part about podcasting. Like, it's free. You don't have to complain. Exactly. But then, in the, the same thing, it was like, 
We did the same thing when you was on our show. Yeah. And people loved it. Yeah, they love it. And if you don't like it, I'm like, listen, write to me, tell me you don't like it, and I'll give you a list of 10 other better podcasts you can go listen to right now instead of wasting your time complaining about how we weren't good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before we wrap up, what do you listen to podcast wise? That's I'm just curious. Anything? When I listen podcast wise, um, something wrestled with Bruce Pritchard, um, the UWO, Random Rams with Rob, uh, wrestling is trash. You know, some of those are cheap plugs, but um, nah. Oh man, I listen to so much. Talk is Jericho. Oh, he, I like him. Oh, Chris Jericho is the go- he's the goat. He's a guy that you don't expect to be such an intellect. And he. And he's so smart. I actually got to go on my list. Um, like Joe Rogan's like that kind of cat too. I'm like, why are you so smart? I know he gets <laughs> a lot of shit, but I actually, I really um, like him. The New Days, Feel the Power, Busted Open Radio, um, The Comic Crusade, yeah, Undercover Capes, uh, Grill and JR, West of Bros. Um, well, I haven't listened to Brilliant Idiots in a while. Like, uh, I listen to that many podcasts? Damn, The Comics Pals, Party Nerds. Girls Can't Geek, Blurred Vision. Um, I think Jams I haven't listened to in a while either. But yeah. I, my subscription list is so long. And then sometimes I'm like, how do I have time? Well, I travel for work a lot. So like I, I around the state and my in my normal day, I'm traveling around Rhode Island. So it gives me a lot of time in the car. So that's what they're so great for. But um, anything that we miss, you want to hit Pops up? Do. <laughs> What's that? Pop Stew is one. I'm literally going through my list right now. Okay, yeah, like, I named them all. I yeah. got them all. Um, uh, anything we missed you want to hit up or if not where um, to plug, yeah. plug your pluggables where people find you in the pod um, you can find us uh, Codex Prime Podcast on Facebook Instagram Twitter um, you can find me also at Mr. Bird 1027 on Instagram uh, you can catch me uh, I'm DJing everywhere hopefully I might get a gig at one at a, one of the local spot local uh, clubs downtown so oh, you gotta fun. come back because I want to talk to you about DJing oh yeah that's totally the topic I missed oh if, did we Wow. Yeah. You talk about so yeah, no, just I, um, so much stuff. Yeah, yeah well, I, I'm a fanatic of other podcasts when they have repeated guests, and, and I love doing that. So I like to, and sometimes I do mishmash where, like, if I have someone on and I know there's an interest that that someone I know has, I pull them in. So uh, people keep your ears open for uh, Carl to come back on here, and dude, I'd love to come back in Codex anytime. Oh, you you're have coming me. back. Yeah, it is it just. Because you bring your audiences, it's so yep. dope. Yeah, you're coming back. Awesome. Well, thank you, and I have a good rest of your night. Yeah, you too. The button.